Hello and a warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week my guest is Jennifer Hanway. Now she is a nutritionist for women over 40. She helps people with beauty nutrition, with perimenopause and menopause, and helps people with long-lasting weight loss in a really healthy, holistic way. And I wanted Jennifer to come on the podcast so we could talk about nutrition rules to help us to have youthful, healthy skin, particularly for those of us that are over 40. So I know you're going to love this week's episode. So let's get straight into it, and I hope you enjoy it. Jennifer, a very warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I am doing great and I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited too. And we are going to talk all things nutrition, feeling good, wellness, skin, which I know I love talking about. And I know that this is your area of expertise too. So I'd love to take it right back to the beginning to start off with and just ask about how you actually got into nutrition. Yeah, so I think like many of us, I was struggling with my own health. I was living in London at the time, I was working in boutique fitness. This was back in 2011, probably. And I was having really bad gut health issues. And I'd had this since I was a kid and I was told it was just IBS and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it got to the point where I was hospitalized on a morphine drip because my digestive system just stopped working. And, you know, I love the NHS, don't get me wrong, I live in a country without a national health service, I will never say a bad word about the NHS, but they are great for solving immediate problems, they're not great for optimizing health. So I was offered painkillers, muscle relaxants, all of the medications, and I was just like, you know what, I'm a healthy 30 year or something year old woman, this is not the route that I want to go down. So at that point, that's when I decided, hang on a second, this doesn't feel right for me. Let me explore some of my own options. And as that came about, and as I started to realize how much better I could feel with some really simple tips. And I mean, as the universe does these things for us, I was actually working under someone who was a holistic nutritionist and a biosignature modulation practitioner. They gave me a couple of really simple tips. I think it was like take out glutamine and give up gluten. It's something really, really simple. And I felt, I was like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel. And I think if you haven't been in optimal health for so many years, you don't realize. And with that, I was like, well, these simple shifts, I can feel so much better. I Selfishly, I want more of this. Like, oh, how great can I feel? And then of course, of course, with that, you think, well, if I can help myself, how can I help other people? So with that, that's when I decided to retrain, to go back to school, to become a nutritionist. I'd been working as a professional dancer and fitness instructor for many years, decided to move over into the nutrition side of things. That was almost 12 years ago, which brings me to where I am now, which is living and working in, I split my time between Boston and New York and London, which sounds super glamorous, but it's really not. I was on a train for three and a half hours last night. Um, And that's really what I do. And then I got into beauty nutrition purely through, I don't believe in coincidence, but I was working as as the nutritionist for a health retreat in Switzerland. One of our guests was a um, incredible dermatologist who's based in New York. And she said to me, 
we've been looking for a nutritionist for a long time, but haven't found the right fit. Would you be interested in coming to join us? And I was like, yes, absolutely. That was nearly six years ago now. So that's how I got into this more niche of beauty and skincare and what we call regenerative aesthetics. So talking about women, 35, 40, et cetera, et cetera. How do we how do we optimize our body's regenerative processes through nutrition, through movement, through exercise, through sleep, through managing stress? Um, and that's where I find myself today. I love that. And what are the most common skincare issues that you see women over 40 come in with in your clinic? Yeah, so I think even in the over 40s, we're still in that camp where we're thinking about fine lines and wrinkles and skin aging, but then it's like over here and then we'll get a breakout and we're like, hang on, that's not, that's not fair. I shouldn't be having to deal with, with both. both of these things. It's a bit of both. And we still see that in women into their, even into their fifties and sixties. So most of the time it's how do we age beautifully? How do we age gracefully? I hear a lot of people saying, well, I want my outside to match my inside, but we've got the breakouts, the oily skin over here, and then we've got the, you know, the the aging skin here, and it's finding a balance between the two. Absolutely. And when it comes to nutrition and really feeding the skin from the inside out, what are the sort of biggest no-nos that you recommend <laughs> for women over 40 when it comes to general health, but also yeah. skin as well? Yeah. So I'd say probably even before that, I always like to take a step back and we say in our clinic in New York, and I say this all the time, you're not just what you eat, you are what you absorb. So I could have a client come to me and I give them the most perfect meal plan that is designed to their biochemistry and everything's organic and grass fed and yada, yada, yada. But if they're not digesting it, if they're not absorbing it, if their gut health is not optimized, if they've got inflammation, then we need to take a step back. So number one really is looking after your gut health, making sure you're digesting your food. Are you having a healthy microbiome? Are you pooping every day? Are you drinking enough water? All of those things. So number one, when it comes to skin health is digestive health, full stop. That's where I start with most of my clients and most of our patients too. So that's number one. Number two is, everyone's going to hate this, but cutting down or eliminating sugar and refined carbohydrates. And these are going to do two things in the body. So that comes back to us saying about the, you know, I've got breakouts over here and then I've got premature aging over here. So high sugar, high carb diets are going to do two things. They are going to mess with our hormone balance. So they're going to increase insulin which is going to cause oily skin, it's going to cause breakouts, it's going to cause inflammation. And it's also going to rise our androgen levels. So those are sex hormones. But again, those are related to higher oil levels, higher breakouts, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what sugar does on one side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, sugar creates premature aging in the skin. And we call this ages or advanced glycation end products. Basically, what that means is that those sugar, those glucose molecules, they stick to the collagen and the elastin in our skin and they stop it from repairing and they stop it from looking smooth and elastic and bouncing back. So number one is removing that sugar and that refined carbs, so both breakouts and also for premature aging. Great. Um, I 
said about the no no's but I'd love to now <laughs> know about the yes yeses yeah exactly because we often think about what we need to eliminate and yes it's important to think about those things but actually a lot of the time we can add things into our diet which are going to have 100%. such a big difference to our health and our skin and mentally, I think that's a really great place to start. If you are listening to this and you are overwhelmed by the amount of information out there, because let's be real, there's so much information out there and it's not all great. If you're overwhelmed, if you're starting from scratch, I always tell people to think about what you can add in rather than you can take away. Because one, that feels more abundant, more joyful, more delicious. And two, if you're adding in your proteins and your leafy greens and your healthy fats, it actually stops you from craving the bad stuff so much. So let's talk about all the delicious things that we can eat. So if we're thinking about skin, we really want to think about what are the building blocks of skin? and What are the building blocks of protein in our body? Well, that's amino acids. Where do we get these from? We get these from protein-rich foods. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I grew up in the, the 80s and 90s and it was the very toxic diet culture and you would weigh everything in portion size and no, that's not what we do anymore. No. <laughs> breathe everyone just no just no so really educating people and especially women on increasing their protein intake is really really important and these days we have science that says you know 30 grams a meal for a lot of people that feels like so much so what i say to people is just make sure that you're having protein at breakfast make sure you're having protein at lunch and make sure you're having protein at dinner what that's going to do is that's going to give you the building blocks, the amino acids to really make the collagen and the elastin in our skin. And also our hair and our nails. I just did some, um, I was on the train yesterday and I was doing some research on nutrition for eyebrows. I mean, that's a thing. I need that. <laughs> but, I need that. <laughs> you know, that's, how, that's how niche I get. But yeah. even with that, it was we need that protein in our diet. So number one is getting that protein in. Number two is getting in our healthy fats. So when we think of any single cell in the body, but especially when we're thinking about our skin, we have something called a phospholipid bilayer, and that is the outside layer of our, all of our cells. So let's talk about skin cells. Now that phospholipid bilayer is made up of fats. And if we're having inflammatory fats in our diet, if we're having a lot of vegetable oil, canola oil, these omega-6 fats, then that outside of the cell, basically kind of what we see is not going to be as healthy as if we were having our omega-3 rich fats. So things like our oily fish, our salmon, our sardines, our anchovies, our avocados, extra virgin olive oil, nuts and seeds. So those are really, really helpful for our skin. And I work with a lot of women in their late 40s, 50s, 60s, and we went all went through that low-fat diet craze of that generation. And it's it's messed us up. So really, you know, just getting those healthy fats into our diet really gives us that skin glow. And then of course, we're moving on to our antioxidants, our phytonutrients, all of those vitamins or vitamins when I'm in the UK. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I switch between the two. All of our vitamins, our minerals, our antioxidants, our phytonutrients. So those are coming from our plant foods mostly. So things like our leafy greens and our brightly colored fruits and vegetables, but also some of the more fun things like one of my favorite sources of phytonutrients is dark chocolate. Mm, my favorite too. There we go. <laughs> that's wonderful and it is so nice to think about what excites us and what lights us up and what yeah. foods we can just add in and 
really start, like you say, I love the word abundant that you use. How can we feel more abundant with the choices that we make? And how do you help people navigate? I mean, at the moment, we're in we're in what I call the information <laughs> age. So there is so oh. much information out there. And it's so confusing. I mean, you can find not only studies, but opinions on pretty much mm-hmm. every food yeah. out there. So you could pick yeah. an, you could pick an apple, for example, and actually say, OK, yeah. so there's benefits with eating an apple because of X, yeah. Y and Z. There's benefits of not eating an apple because of sugar. I blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you could pick any food and Anything. that's really, really tricky for people to navigate. Yeah. And how, how do you guide your clients with that? <laughs> oh, my how goodness. Do you guide and how, with that? how do I guide myself? Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, we've never been so informed. But we've never been so misinformed as well. Yeah. And especially around nutrition and wellness. And here's the thing, nutrition and wellness, it's a moving target. There's there's so many things to it. It's a moving target. And nutrition science is changing all of the time. So that's one thing. So what we were talking about 20 years ago is not what we're talking about today and probably won't be what we're talking about in 20 years time. So we have to think that we're doing the best we can with what we have. And that's another few things. Exactly as you say, Some people are going to say an apple is amazing. It's full of all these wonderful things. It's full of fiber for our digestive health. It's full of vitamin C. And other people are like, oh, an apple is going to kill you. So I always ask people to come from a place of common sense. For example, there's one of the viral things going around is that spinach is going to kill you. Spinach is not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Unless a tub of spinach falls on you from a great height and hits you on the head, spinach is not going to kill you. An apple is not going to kill you. But neither is that thing going to save your life or take 20 years off your, you know, 20 years off your skin. It's finding that middle ground. And I think the thing that I'm really seeing in health and nutrition and wellness content right now is such extremes and people telling you what you can't do. Yeah. Like wearing a bra is going to kill you. Wearing a bra is not going to kill you. And that content is coming at us because when you are that aggressive, when you're that, this is, it's my way or the highway, when you're so anti everything, that gets engagement. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing. So really those spinach will kill you, wearing a bra will kill you, holding a receipt will kill you. Ignore those posts like the plague. So that's number one. These things to ignore. Let me take some stress off your shoulders. Ignore those posts. <laughs> Let's take all the stress <laughs> off our shoulders. Just, I'm ready just for it. Igno- like unfollow, mute, yeah. and do not listen yeah. to those. The other one is if anything seems too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. If there were these miracle cures, if doing coffee enemas actually detoxed your system, if taking one drug or one supplement, you know, we had a big berberine phase last week. If those things actually improved our foundational health, I wouldn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be living in societies in the UK and the US with so much chronic disease. Yeah. So if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And then the second thing I would think about is, does this relate to me? You know, and especially for women in their 40s plus, I think we see so many biohacks these days and they're all super extreme. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I'm going to cold plunge for half an hour every morning and then I'm going to 
not eat until seven o'clock at night and I'm going to eat one meal and it's not going to have spinach in it. And it's, and then I'm going to go out and do five Pelotons a week and, and, and just stop. As you say that, I'm just thinking cortisol, cortisol. It's too, it's too, yeah. too much. And for a young man in his twenties with no responsibilities and nice stable hormones and a 24 hour rhythm, not a 28 day rhythm. Fantastic. Yeah. For a woman in their 40s who has so much stress, different hormones, whether you're in perimenopause or not, as women's our hormones cycle so much, depending and where we are in our cycle will depend on how resilient we are. So if it's too extreme, it's probably not for you as well. So avoid the extremes, the no, you can't do this, the wearing a bra will kill you. Avoid the quick fixes and miracle cures and avoid those super extremes of one meal a day, cold plunge every day. As women, our bodies are not set up for that. Yeah. So that's all the things to ignore. It's really hard to find the stuff that is good and good science. So I think someone who is, if someone, if something feels like common sense to you, probably means it's got some science behind it. Now, again, having said that, pretty much everything has got some science behind it. You know, reading a reading clinical studies is so, so challenging. And finding good clinical studies are so challenging, especially in nutrition. Nutrition is such a difficult science because there's not a lot of money behind a study that says eating eight servings of vegetables is good for you. No one's making money from that. And then also nutritional studies are so difficult to do because there's so many confounding variables. So let's say you and I were put into a nutrition study and we were given, I don't know, let's say a vitamin D um, supplement. And that was the intervention. Your diet is going to be so much different from mine. Your health history is going to be so much different from mine. Your everyday stresses are going to be so much different from mine. Yet how the vitamin D supplement works for you is going to be very different than works for me. And then the other thing about a lot of clinical studies, it's getting better, but they're mostly done on healthy men, usually between the ages of 18 to 35. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at lab work day in, day out, and I see a lot of like cholesterol, for example. Most of my women over 45 are coming back with slightly higher cholesterol than the standard norm. Now, it's very different having slightly higher cholesterol for women over 45 than a man in their 20s. So there's so many shifting parameters in nutrition science that at the end of the day, it's finding that common sense. It's having a quick look and seeing what was the, what is the demographic of that study and who is it funded by? And that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. There's always an agenda. Oh, there's always an agenda. All of these heart healthy whole grain studies, you know, take a look at who they're funded by. Um, You know, and does it fit for you? Does it feel right for you? Does it feel right for you are, right for you where you are in your stage of life? There's no such thing as one size fits all. And there's no such thing as one size fits all, all of the time. So I wish there was a simple answer to that. There isn't. But I would say for most of us, it's about using our common sense on what we see on social media. 
Absolutely. I love everything you said and agree <laughs> with all of it. And I think, you know, what you're really saying is it comes down to understanding yourself as an individual yeah. and in many ways using your own intuition, because I think we can drive ourselves crazy trying to think, is this the right eating plan for me? Yeah. And even if you know, if you've got all the information in the world, it's hard to make that decision. I mean, I get people probably multiple times a week say, Danielle, I wish you'd share your what you eat in a day or what you eat in a week. And actually, I never share that. And that's right. for a few reasons. One, because I'm very much guided by my intuition. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't want people to go and blindly follow some food that or eating plan that works for me, but it's not necessarily right for their situation right. or body. But three, it changes all the time according to yeah. where I am in my cycle, how much yeah. exercise I've done that day how busy I am that day how stressed I am that day how much I'm listening to my intuition that day about what I need but I start to understand you know there for me there's certain foods I put into my body which always feel like medicine I can feel that they're working they're nourishing me there's other foods I put into my body which feel so neutral you know they don't they just feel like they're physically giving me energy and there's other foods you know for me for example it's gluten and really it's sugar I mean I'm completely gluten-free but the sugar when I put these things into my body they almost act like a poison for want of a better word but actually sometimes with the with the sugar for example I'll take the hit on that sometimes the gluten I know it's not it's just not worth it for me so actually I know that there's certain foods that that I can eat but that might be very different from someone else like actually my body thrives from a lot of green leafy vegetables a lot of berries I eat quite a bit of fruit you know a lot of nuts and seeds all of this type of thing whereas someone else actually maybe they're not going to tolerate that much fruit or that's going to be too much sugar for them or they're not eating it with their nuts and seeds to actually balance it the blood sugar levels out you know so actually I think it's so important to do what you say which is really use your common sense use your guide take some of these guidelines that you have said about what we need to try and include in our in our day-to-day life and within our meals but also certain things yeah we should be avoiding those we all know that sugar is not really good for us you know it is very much common sense actually if it comes from nature comes from the earth actually it's probably quite good for you and if it's man-made if it's made in a factory if it's very refined it probably isn't very good for you I usually say yeah best starting point if it ran swam flew or grew there we go (laughs) it doesn't get more now let's be you know let's be real people are busy families kids work responsibilities all of those things so I also say to people just think aim for good not perfect none of us are perfect I'm not perfect with my diet But as we talked about looping back to cortisol, the stress over maybe you had a packaged salad rather than making something from home, the stress that you're going to feel over that is going to be worse for your health than the actual food. Yeah. Exactly. I completely agree. And again, this is why I've never followed those very strict eating plans or never done a diet in my life, because actually, I think that's going to have more of a negative effect. One, it's a short term fix, which, like you said, it's too good to be true. It's not worth it. 
But two is not using, again, it's not using your intuition. It's not actually right. being guided by, by what is right for you. And how much are you seeing in your clinic um, foods that people are eating affecting their hormones? Are you seeing quite a, a correlation oh. in that? Or would you say that the stress and the cortisol is having a bigger, <laughs> a bigger old, and adrenaline and all of that is having a bigger yes effect? And yes and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole thing. It's, it's the whole thing. And yeah. we talk about hormones you know, when we typically talk about hormones, especially as women, we think about sex hormones. So we think about estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. But actually, everything in our body, all of our hormones are chemical messages. So even looping back, you know, before, you know, I get so frustrated when I see, you know, Instagram posts of like hormone balancing smoothie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I wish, but no. Wouldn't and also, it be nice if it was easy as oh, that, you know? Oh my goodness. I mean, we would yeah. all be great in an optimal health. But... And then talking of hormones as in just as in balancing our sex hormones. And actually the two hormones that we need to get a handle on first are insulin and cortisol. Yeah. So insulin is our hormone of blood sugar regulation. And then cortisol is our stress hormone. Yeah. So we need to get those, I call those the master hormones. Yeah. Now, those are really, really affected by food as well, but they're also really affected by nutrient deficiencies. So if I have someone come into my office and we have all of their lab work and they've got some nutrient deficiencies, that's going to be stressing out their body and that's going to be increasing their cortisol. If they are eating a ton of sugar and refined carbs and their insulin is all over the place, that's going to be affecting their cortisol as well. Then those have a downstream effect on our sex hormones. So yes and yes, I think is my answer to your question of food and stress. But it's also knowing that if you are having a really unhealthy diet, that puts more stress on your body. But also the more stress you have, the more likely you are to crave unhealthy foods. Yeah. Now, this is sounding all really, everyone's like, oh my goodness me, I can't deal with that. That sounds really challenging. But I think it's really thinking about controlling the controllables, not beating yourself up. Where can you add in rather than take away? And also with stress management, stress management doesn't mean that you have to go on a silent retreat for a week. Yeah. I mean, short, yes. I mean yes but it's a short-term fix again it's like the diet always it's like doing a diet fix. for a week because actually when yeah. you come back again it's not sustainable long no. term you have to learn how to manage your stress in your everyday life and then I think you also have to not stress out about stress management Agreed. this is something that I see with you know I work with a lot of super busy super successful women and they just want to be good at everything yeah so I might say to them one 10 minute meditation a day and they're like great, I'm going to do an hour twice a day. And then they get stressed out because they don't have the time yeah. to do it. Yeah, It has to be manageable in your life. Now, I love things that make things easier. Um, I have um, a PMF mat, which is wonderful for helping with those relaxing energies. Like anything that you can do to kind of, I will say hack that, yeah. but it really is just, if being quiet for 10 minutes isn't your thing, hang out with your dog, hang out with your children, get out in nature don't make your stress management stressful. I completely agree with that. And I think if we can start with that, everything else becomes so much easier. Someone I know actually said to me last week who suffers from IBS, they actually said, it was amazing. When I was on holiday, I was able to eat whatever I wanted and I didn't get my IBS. And actually I found that really interesting because actually what you're taking away there 
is oh, the stressor. Is the stress. And it's just so important. And it doesn't mean we can eat anything we want all the time. No. Because actually, day-to-day life has stress in it. But isn't that interesting? As you take that away, oh. then actually suddenly... But then the other way around, as soon as you start improving your eating, you're going to reduce your stress as well. So exactly. it's all so, so connected. And it all, it's you know, looping connected. back to the skin again, it all has an impact on our skin as well. It absolutely does. The, the stress absolutely as well. Oh, I mean, stress and skin, the the, 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 the the visual that people always think about is when you look at US presidents yeah. and you see their four years in term and they age about 10 years. Stress is so, stress breaks down our body in so many ways. So when we're stressed out, we use up way more of our nutrients. So when we're stressed out, we need more magnesium. But also when we're stressed out, our skin breaks down, it's catabolic to our body. So I will always use whatever motivates a client. So if my client is not making changes and I say to them, you know what, the amount of stress you're under, you're going to get fine lines and wrinkles. If that changes their behavior, I'm great about that. Because here's the thing. If you are healthy on the inside, it shows on the outside. So whatever way we need to navigate and get you to make changes, if it's vanity, I am all about that but if you are healthy you know something I do when I'm working with a client even and a lot of that is on zoom these days is I'm looking at their skin yeah now I wouldn't say to them hold still a second and kind of get all up and close and personal but you know if their skin's glowing if it's smooth if they've got that lovely energy about them I know that they're probably optimized from the inside out if they're looking gray and tired and dull or inflamed, then I'm like, okay, there's some work to do on the inside that's then going to start to show on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when we can also make quite easy, quick and simple changes as well. You yeah. know, we can look at our skin. I often look at my skin, you know, if I wake up in the morning, suddenly I'm looking actually quite dehydrated or quite gaunt or quite tired or dark circles. Actually, there's the two things that I would, would do. Obviously, I would do my face yoga, of course, but mm. the hy- hydration straight away and actually adding yeah. as much nutrient rich food into my day yes. as I can. And also thinking, how can I get some rest today? How can I reduce my stress today? how can I do some sort of meditation or relaxation and quite quickly our skin does bounce back you know we often think if we because people ask me all the time of course with face yoga you know how can I reduce the dark circles how can I reduce the puffiness and there's some really great face yoga techniques you can do but actually it is very holistic and it's actually very very quick the changes you can make actually if you're taking a few days where you're cutting down the sugar cutting out the caffeine perhaps cutting out the alcohol and actually you're having lots of fresh fruits and vegetables lots of good quality protein you're drinking lots of water and you're taking a bit of time out for yourself how quickly think about yeah absolutely we're more resilient than we think we are yeah no absolutely and I think the thing to remember is that our skin our hair and our nails they really are the last in the pecking order the nutrients yeah so what we almost have to do is have an abundance of those things we have to have oh we have to be over nutricized that's not a word but you know but it should be and we're going to make it one because if we're not getting enough nutrients in our diet either because we're not consuming them or our body's not digesting or breaking them down enough what's going to happen is our body will always prioritize and thank goodness our vital organs our brain 
when we're not getting enough nutrients in our diet, we start to, our immune function starts to suffer. Our brain health starts to suffer. Our hormone balance starts to suffer. But then the thing that our body really thinks is the least important thing, which we obviously disagree with, is our hair, skin, and our nails. Yes. So really we have to have that abundance. So the body goes, yep, I'm safe. I've got all of that good stuff. Now I'm going to use it for hair, skin, and nails. So it's really important to think about that. Absolutely. And final question, if you could share a tip for really feeling good on the inside and really feeling that sense of inner peace, what would your ultimate tip be? Um, That is something, that's a a really hard one. Um, Really, after everything that we've said, really becoming comfortable in your own skin and liking what you see in the mirror. And again, this is something I'm working on, believe me. I'm knowing that it's our differences, our quirks. I don't like to call them imperfections, but those things that make us not perfect are actually the things that make us beautiful. Yeah. So having said all of that, it's about loving what you, wherever you are, it's about loving what you see in the mirror, because when you do that, you're more likely to take better care of yourself. Absolutely. Jennifer, thank you so much. Where can people find out more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at jenniferhanway.com. I'm Jennifer Hanway on most channels. I'm most active on Instagram. I've put together a little PDF for all of the things that we've talked about. So if anyone wants to head over to Instagram at Jennifer Hanway, if they just DM me the words face yoga, I'll send them that PDF with some tips as well. Amazing. Jennifer, thank you so much. You've been such an amazing guest and such lovely, helpful information. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.